All right, it's Friday. Gang's all here. Morales, hi. Literally, I, gang's I, all here. It is gang. <laughs> I, I promise to the people at home, I promise I did not plan that. Credit to you, Coach, for pointing that out. But uh, cat's out of the bag. We're joined by a very special guest today, Coach Drew Gang. Uh, it's his first appearance on the show, so we're, ex- we're very excited. Coach, thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Looking forward to it. Is it really an appearance? I mean... Or... Is- Vocal. It's, it's vocal. Is it the first time? He, it's not the first time he's been in this office. It is I not. It okay. Is not. First podcast I've ever done. No. First podcast. So, Coach, you were on a long drive uh, past few days. You listened to a lot of podcasts. And so maybe get some inspiration. You sure. listen to them and now you get to do one. Well, we were so. just bringing in an expert. We got, I mean, right. Like, yeah. right. You know, we're trying to up the game here. He is an expert. So we got a lot to talk about. Obviously, this is uh, Coach Gang's first time. So we'll definitely ask him about... You know, the man, the coach, we'll get all of it. Women's basketball, definitely talk a lot of that. We uh, we saw quite a few games this year, Jack, so um, definitely excited to talk about that. But we also got some stories to tell. Um, some of us went golfing yesterday, one of us for the first time, and, and Jack's got a pretty good story from that golf outing, and it's one of the more perfect Jack stories we've had to date. And, Coach, you know if I'm saying that, that means – I mean, We've had some good ones. I mean, I mean, all I can see is maybe a guy down there when he's in the tee box saying, you know, giving him a boogie about his uh, elbow brace, you know. Well, it's it's um this is a top tier Jack story. It's better than that. So we'll definitely this. I can't wait, Jeffrey, to tell this. Yeah. But did his grandma ask if he could hit a better ball? Nope. <laughs> there, there, there would have been times I think where she would have asked that to Jack. I struggled on the first tee. Yeah, but after have, that, that's not the story. <laughs> <laughs> no. So um, we'll we'll recap men's basketball too while we're at it. Um, their season just wrapped up last weekend. And uh, disappointing fashion, I guess. Hard but, to beat I mean, a team three times in a row. It is. I mean, and I mean, it was. I mean, obviously, good games all the way around the board. But you know, it's tough to. And we, we really wish we'd have had a home game again. But mm-hmm. but that's unfortunate. But you know, we we graduated a few seniors, and then most of the team's back. So hopefully, we'll hopefully we'll knock it out next year, and everybody be hungry. Well, I think everyone focuses on the end, but I mean. The regular season, though, I mean, what a what a season and second not, place in yeah. the in the conference. We had, you know, I think, uh, I mean, obviously Seth was a first team All Conference. I, I know uh, we had maybe two honorable all mentions, yeah. um, and uh, and then Coach McCracken was Coach, coach of, the of the Year. Yep. So congratulations to Coach McCracken for Coach of the Year. Mm-hmm. So that was that's a, that's a big time award and honor, and and again second place for the for the season, and you know we were right there. You know, there was there were times where we could have could have taken it over too. But mm-hmm. you know, those are those are things you you know you, you hopefully you, it gets you hungry in the off season and coming back for more. It's going to be very exciting. They're a very young team, much like your team, coach. And um, you know, well, heck, I mean, the men's team had a senior at least. So I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, so. we just yep, yeah, we we uh, experience in in uh, in any way, shape, or form is, is good for this group. <laughs> There's an adage that says uh, the man with money gets experience and the uh, the man with experience gets money. So, or in this case, women, we all paid for it this year. So, <laughs> hopefully, the experience pays off for sure. us in the future. So. I, I hope so too. <laughs> well, I mean, we'll, we'll, one of the reasons why I was fascinated this year with the women's team coaches because I mean, you guys were very young and and we we had a season not too long ago where we were two and eight and I had played for and Jack, this is not a shot at you. But I played for a high school where, you know, we didn't lose very right. often. But it was – I found that over my entire time playing football that I learned the most out of the 2-8 and eight season. And I learned the most lessons. 
And so I'm very fascinated with the idea of maybe resurrection, whatever you want to call it. And sure. so I, I, dev- I was I was watching you guys because I saw y'all get better throughout the year, and that's always fun. And I've and you know there were so many times where the girls played so hard, and and just at the very end, you know something, you know sometimes you shoot yourselves in the foot or something doesn't right. go your way. Um, it's it, it was tough to watch in 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 the sense that I just felt for y'all. Sure. I mean we uh, we were there quite a few times, coach. I mean we we were right there and yep. and whatever you know. Sometimes it's you, sometimes it's maybe something else, but just it's a man, it's something. It, momentum's a weird thing. If it doesn't go your way, and all of a sudden you're looking up and going, "What just happened?" Yeah. <laughs> it really is. Speaking of which, um, Jack, do we can we get to golf real quick? Yeah, let's go for it. Do you want me to tell the story? So okay, well, so no, we're not going to know it otherwise. We'll lead we'll, we'll <laughs> into it. Yeah. So yesterday, Steve and Jack went to Cadron Valley, and Steve Kicker Steve Kicker Steve. Yes, sir. So, Coach Gang, you've never played at Cadron Valley, have you? Uh, the links over here, I have. I have okay. played that. I've played that course a few times. Not well, but I played. <laughs> well, you know, it was my first time being out on the golf course, and I don't. It was Jack and Steve didn't pay that much to play around the golf, but it. I can't imagine it would. It's not a very forgiving course. I don't know what you want to say. It's just maybe not the most well kept. They but. they threw they plot a land and they figured out a way to get nine holes on there. Just nine. You got to yeah. play it twice if you want to get eighteen in. We we did walk all eighteen, coach. No golf cart, so it was a pretty good workout. Um, Okay. <laughs> hey, but we did see a bunch of y'all co- ran a marathon last week. They told me <laughs> yeah. Walking around a golf course is did hard. You guys really? I, I ran a half marathon with Steve. That's so great. We did that, and I know, but my legs felt worse. I got one of those under my belt. Just that. That's be it. We don't. You don't have. want to go full. I don't have any desire to go full. Um, <laughs> coach, right now I'm right there with you. I felt for those crazy it's a long people. Time. You know where you turn, you make that turn where the half people go to finish and the full keep on and going. They're, and they're they're moving faster than I was. I, I know. <laughs> I know. It, it is something. But coach, we did see a lot of fish yesterday. In fact, I, Jack said at one point he saw a big bass that I think he wished he had caught. But yeah, it was it was a very nice fish. I might have to go back to the pond, but uh. That wasn't that wasn't the main thing yesterday, and I had to keep the main thing the main thing. All right, Jack. I, so what was what the was main the main thing? thing? The main thing was beating Steve in golf, but uh, did not happen. But uh, I thought it played well. It was a big improvement day. Uh, I don't know what else. What else? Did, go for did, it, Jack. Did, Let's didn't get, get to beat kicker Steve, huh? I did not. But uh, well, he hasn't played since last. Well, summer, I know. But I, I mean, but so how, how how what was the what was the final score? All right, never mind. <laughs> Tell the story. Steve beat Jack by eleven strokes. Eleven strokes. Steve said he would be very disappointed if he didn't beat him by ten. Sorry, Jack. I mean, Steve plays a lot more. But anyway, that's not the point. Steve the, does play a lot more. Kicker Steve plays a lot more. Steve also has a job and has a little bit of winner rules. Anyway. Winner rules. <laughs> anyway, uh, so we're uh, this is the front nine, right, Sandy? Back nine, second hole. It was it was the third hole. Anyway, um, it's a what? This is a dumb question for a non golfer. What constitutes a front nine, a back nine, if it's only nine? This is the so, same. You played in a golf tournament. <laughs> I, we consider the back nine just the second time through. I understand that. But yes, I mean, I, like, when I played that one, second nine, you play play from the furthest tees back the first time through, and then you mix the tee up coming back. Oh, I got Give you. Give you a little different perspective. That's yeah, what I've done you. before. So, I mean, that's a good. We should do that sometime. So y'all went front nine, then front nine again, pretty much. We played from the same tee boxes. Yeah, okay. yeah but Steve mixed it up because he didn't have a driver. Yeah. He refused to use his driver the back nine. Anyway, so we were on the third hole. Uh, teed off, I'm a, I'm a little bit in the rough. Um, probably 15 yards out, out of the fairway. And the golf course is supposed to be shut down from people walking their dogs 
while golf is being played, but it was a teenager. He had two Huskies. He was walking down the cart path where my ball was pretty close to. And uh, he looks at my ball, looks at me, and lets his dogs poop. <laughs> my ball. I'm like, come on, dude. And he looks at me, I look at him, and we just have a stare off for a little bit. And the dogs are looking at me. They know that's my ball. And it's kind of this awkward thing. You're just on the cart path. And there's some pretty big dogs. I'm like, well, maybe they're doing their business. I can go over and steal the ball. Not how it was going to work. They started growling at me, showing their teeth. I'm like, you know what? Y'all take your time. And you know what? Play it Steve, as it lies. And, and Steve, Steve's like, oh, you're going to have a 14-stroke penalty. Steve's like, Jack, play it as it lies. He said, Jack, you can either play it right there two-stroke penalty to move it. But Steve doesn't tell you it's a penalty. He's like, you can move the ball. And oh, I yeah. know Steve's like, I'm getting two extra shots on Jack this hole. <laughs> yeah. on you. So really, he, so, so basically he probably only beat you by like eight or nine. But anyway. I'm really thinking Steve might have paid this kid to put the dogs there. But anyway, yeah, the dog pooped right beside my ball. Got to adapt, adjust, improvise, and overcome, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I hey, crappy, food chain rules. That's what they thought of your shot. It was a crappy situation. It literally. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair to the dogs, it was to the right of the, you know, we're pointing to the left of the golf cart track, and they pooped to the right, oh, yeah. out of bounds. Yeah. So, to be fair, I guess they had dominion. But, you know, that's, Coach, we said all the time, sorry about your luck, right? That is a sorry about your luck moment. But, but I mean, I, 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 could, I could see Kicker Steve back there just really – you know, like really celebrating the situation. Like when you when you were looking at it that way, I guarantee you he was back there, hair flowing, just <laughs> just celebrating. And when you turn around, he's like, "Oh, sorry, sorry, Jack, sorry." Yeah. <laughs> he's like, "You can, you can move it, Jack. I'm not going to blame you on this one." Like Steve, I know it's a shot penalty. I under, I understand. We just wanted to bring that up because it's a it's a Jack. You know, coach. Hey, Jack is good with plants, not animals. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good point. So I guess we'll move away from golf, Jack. We don't, you know, it, it was very, it was a respectable hey, day for Jack. You know what? At least there was an opportunity to go play golf. It was nice Great and sunny. Weather. Like we've had three days of sunshine, which that's, that might be a record for this mm-hmm. year so far. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a little bit better than a gym every day. Sure. Right, right Coach King? Absolutely. <laughs> we, don't, we don't have a blacktop around here, Coach. You can go practice on, you know, I have to find one, nets, I think. You know? As nice as it is, yeah. Do, do kids even play on blacktop anymore? They all got, there's gyms everywhere. Gyms, training centers. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know what they do in Conway, but, but, but where Jack and I are from, the blacktop's where it's at. I know. I'm just saying, like, when I grew up, you, you, had, to, you had to go get skin up if you wanted to get mm-hmm. I mean, Sandy, it's lucky if you have a net. Yeah. <laughs> Our nets in Denison were chain. Mm-hmm. They were, so, like, yeah. You, 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 somebody go up or dunk for a chain, you can rip your fingers off. <laughs> get in a fist fight whether or not the ball went through the hoop. <laughs> right. <laughs> But Jack's such a good shooter that it always goes through. No one asks any questions. Doesn't even touch the net hardly. It just yeah. Well, I will say, after last podcast, Coach, we did go down to the basketball court for, geez, what was it? Like Jack, half maybe an half hour. an hour. And uh, we're much better at making threes on the field than we are on the court. I'll, I'll <laughs> I say don't that. doubt that. Yeah. I don't doubt that. Kickball just resets the clock every time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It would have been a lot of 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll move on from golf. Wanted to get that story in there because, you know, Jack's always good for a few stories, and that was certainly one of his best. But we'll move on to Coach Gang. Uh, Coach, it's your first time on the show. We don't, you know, we don't know much about you. We see you. I went to pretty much every home game this year. Sure. I see all the 
all these things. Um, oh, I did, Jack, I forgot There's how I wanted to introduce you. I wanted to introduce you as the head women's basketball coach at Hendricks, but I also think you're the best dressed coach. Hey, in the you gotta SA- look the part, in right? the SAA for sure. The and if there was a if there was a you know <laughs> NCAA tournament for best dressed coaches, the J Wright of Division Three women's yeah, basketball. Yeah, Joe Lenardi would have you as one seat, I think. <laughs> we we like talking with Coach McCracken, and, and we'll get sure. to this in a minute about the about the suits, the jacket, and when yep. it comes off, his stays on longer than mine. <laughs> That's for sure. You know, I've noticed. That. I was going to say, you know, there's over under every week. Oh, I know. Of how long it takes the jacket to come off? Well, I like to tell everybody that it's not up to me. That's up to the girls. <laughs> as soon as we make a mistake on the scout, the jacket's coming off. Well, that can get... be one minute in, or that can be a, a five minutes in. Well, let's get to it. So Jack asked Coach McCracken last time, "When does the jacket come off? Is there a certain time?" Or Jack, don't tell me if I'm wrong, but I kind of remember that being the question about yeah. when Is does it come off. Is there a certain point of the game that you can typically pinpoint that that's when the mm-hmm. jacket's coming and off? Coach McCracken said it's not up to him; it's up to the officials. I would say it's up to the team. That's that to me. Usually, <laughs> he might be he might be having something for him. I think that okay. makes sense. For me, it is usually when we when we make a state a mistake that we I feel like we can control, and that's when you get a little fired up. If we miss shots, if we do some things that you know just that's basketball, then it's a little calmer. And then as soon as those things start to build up, and and maybe the first big one that we either just talked about right before we hit the floor or coming out of a timeout, then you get a little. It's hard to move in those things. I wish I could wear what you guys wear on the sideline. <laughs> That's the equivalent. Or, or maybe wear a uniform like the baseball guys. Right? Yeah, That'd be yeah. great. There you go. Or no, my, as my hat, as something bad happens in the game, my hat starts going to the side, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, that's – yeah, that's that is, I don't think I could do a suit on the sideline. Uh, my jacket would have to be off by – I've by never not game. worn a suit yet. Suit and tie. And I've never even gone no tie. Coach McCracken's gone no tie a few times. And then if you win a game, you stick with it, though. That's yeah. kind of the way I mean, that's, superstitious. That's the way the coaches way are. That's the way you can do it. <laughs> I don't wear the jacket out early. I put, when we go back in for starting lineups and it's we come back out with three minutes, then I put the jacket on. Because it's too restrictive. I can't, be, I can't be in it all day. I just can't do it. Is there any inspiration? Like Tommy Boy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, good story. Last year in San Antonio, split my pants right down the middle. Oh, I man. Down. <laughs> it was like... Uh, what am I going to do here? <laughs> so I have a funny story about that. So I'm playing baseball in, in high school. I was the backup. So, you know, I, I was the backup catcher, backup third baseman. We went to state. I got to keep the book. It was awesome. So I got a free chicken fry. So uh, so me and Patrick Kircher, he actually lives in Little Rock. He's, he's, he, he was a great friend of mine, played baseball at Lyon College. Anyway, he – he was the he was a catcher and he was kind of a jokester. He, but we were the two biggest guys on the team, so there was only two big uniforms, you know. So, anyway, he was his pants busted, so I let him wear my pants for the game, and then so <laughs> at the end of the game, like my zipper, I like I I got barely pieced together. So anyway, Coach Comstock goes, well, you know, we need a guy to we need we need, we need and this is typically what I did. I was the pinch hitter at the end of the game when we pull out the pitcher and put another pitcher in. So I'm going into pitch hit, and Coach Comstock goes, all right, all right, Buck, you're up. Kircher reaches over, grabs my pants, rips open the fly, and I've got, like, no pants. I mean, i got no pants. So I go up there, I get four straight balls. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> so, yep. But sometimes you sometimes your pants win a championship. 
It's kind of like when uh, uh, I had a defensive lineman one time that, that uh, you know, I think I've told the story before, but Coach Morrison said, you're one chin strap away from playing. One <laughs> chin strap away from playing. You better be ready. And then so when I had uh, uh, an All-American defensive end artist, uh, he was he was he he had broken his helmet, and I'm like, Frankie, get over here! Frankie was a freshman defensive end, his backup. Frankie, he runs over there. I was like, Give me your helmet, and I gave it to Artis, and <laughs> Artis went back in the game. And then Frankie would always say, Your helmet's one chin strap away from playing. <laughs> so, Coach, here's a question for you. Okay. Back in your football uh, playing days, if if your helmet broke and you had to wear another guy's helmet, are you putting their mouthpiece in? Oh, no. good question. I've seen that a lot in high school with Hendricks here. Uh, Why would you? Well, I think you I have your own dice. mouthpiece. You have your own mouthpiece. Well, like it's one of those like you're like a D lineman and they're they're doing the the hurry up and you have you can only get over there. They're throwing you a helmet. It has their mouthpiece on it. You don't have time to change it out. But I would already have my mouthpiece. But wouldn't it be attached to your helmet if your helmet breaks? You think you'd have time to like undo it? From yeah. Your okay. <laughs> oh, that's true. You could break it. I didn't think about that one. I mean. Come on, man. I'm too scientific. I'm thinking the whole. What What would you think, Jack, if he had to? If he, I if mean, he had to make. I mean, if choice. I had to put on another guy's mouthpiece in to play, hell yeah, I'd do that. I guess we have different experiences because half the time I don't put my own mouthpiece in. You're Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. If it goes in, they know you're running a fake, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. 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 Never put your mouthpiece in. They're going to think it's something's weird. Yeah. Kicker's mouthpiece in. <laughs> I've had a referee tell me to put it in before. It was, not, it was kickoff, though, wasn't it? It was extra point. So oh. it's the time I don't need it. Hmm. Well, hopefully, don't need it. It's never as good, never as bad as it always is. No. And there were so many times where I'd but catch myself. If I had to play, if I had, if it came down to that, I've, I'm about playing. I, it takes uh, what it takes. That's what you said exactly. earlier, right, Coach? It takes what that, it takes. There's our new thing. That's right. I, I agree with Coach Gang. You, I think roll the dice. You're saying don't do it. I would just say, yeah, when, yeah you knock my no. teeth out, knock my teeth out. Mm-hmm. I would look more like a football guy if I got <laughs> <laughs> You got all your teeth, Coach. I do have all my so, teeth. It's because you never had the trade-in mouthpiece, I guess. I didn't. Now, my roommate doesn't have all his teeth. <laughs> Not Michelle, my roommate. <laughs> <laughs> was that um, from the football field, or was it because you were a little too competitive? And I didn't knock his tooth out. Okay. That's what you're saying. No, <laughs> that's what I was getting at. It's good to know that. So, coach, um, I wanted to on that time he used my travel shaving cream on a regular day, though. But that's a whole other story. I digress. I hope he listens. <laughs> so, coach, before you uh, you were at Hendricks, um, you were so. I uh, I know you weren't originally at Roanoke College, is that right? right? Correct. Okay. So, um, so I was at uh, Mount St. Mary's, which is a small um, school in uh, Emmitsburg, Maryland, which is about okay. 15 minutes north of my hometown. Um, so I was a, a Division One walk-on for a year as a player, second year redshirted, and then uh, and transferred and played three years at Roanoke. So this is the Mount St. Mary's, okay, that's in the tournament sometime. Yes. Okay. So if I had stuck around when I was a senior, we would have played North Carolina oh. uh, in the bracket as a 16 seed. So mm-hmm. my buddies that I came in with were in the tournament. They won, won the conference, NEC conference tournament their senior years and lost to, I think it was the Tyler Hansborough teams that actually won it that year. 2008 would have been, I okay. think. So 
Uh, so it's pretty cool for those guys. Yeah, it was a good experience. Yeah, I believe that North Carolina team was the one that knocked out Arkansas. I feel like for like, I don't think that was in 08, though, was it? No, it not, was. Was it? I don't Because I remember Tyler Hansborough knocked us out like twice in this tournament. Arkansas, I think, beat Indiana in the first round and then you know, ran into yeah, North Carolina. It's an 8-9 game and then a 1. Yeah, that yeah, makes sense. Man. Well, I didn't know that. So, Coach, uh, you're, how many years were you at Roanoke? I played there for three years okay. um, on some really good teams. The ODAC – Basketball, ODAC conference basketball is, is really, really good. Uh, my senior year, I think we were, I don't know, 19 and 6 or something like that. We wound up getting in the top 25 mm-hmm. for a stretch. Um, I played with some really good guys, a lot of buddies, um, you know, some of my best friends still to this day, and, and guys that um, were really good players and, and great students. Similar, similar to a place like Kendrick's, really mm-hmm. was. Small liberal arts school, um, fantastic time there, and, and really glad I made the decision. I love my time at the Mount, but um, you know, I also really think I made the right move in, 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 in getting to the Division three level, and, and that experience has kind of really pushed me into what I'm doing today. So from a basketball standpoint and from just an individual standpoint, you know, being a student sure. or just being a college student, what, what were the biggest cha- differences you would say between Mount St. Mary and Roanoke? Uh, you know, at first when I – I was a gym rat. I still am a gym rat. There's a reason I'm a coach. So when I went from the high school level to college, it was just like you were eating it up, film, individuals, all this stuff. I wasn't playing, playing on the floor, but it didn't matter to me. I mean, I just, I loved it. Um, Biggest differences, I don't know that there are a a ton in the amount of commitment. I I really don't think there's any at all. The size and speed and, and strength, at least for me, initially, you know, you're 18 years old and that was that time I didn't weigh what I'm weighing now. And you get there and it's just, it's a different level of athleticism. I wouldn't say skill by any means. Um, but, but then you move on and I really, as I got older and got a little bit better player, yeah, I felt like, Hey, I probably could have, um, you know, continued to compete at that level and be a part of it. But it's a challenge. Those guys are so, so good. And that's one of the smallest division one schools in the country. And, um, you know, some of those guys that I played with for two years at the Mount have, had successful careers overseas, but then you move down to Roanoke, and some of those guys at the D3 level and the ODAC have done the same. So I wouldn't say there's a huge, huge difference in commitment, skill, anything like that. It, it from a basketball standpoint, is a lot of instead of being a five foot nine point guard, you're a six foot three point guard, and you're maybe a little bit more athletic and a little more physical. What about the schools themselves? They were very similar. So the the Mount has about uh, 1,200 students, um, and Roanoke's about 2,000, at least when I was there. So um, for me, this is kind of, you know, my wheelhouse in, in being at a small um, a small school like, like Kendrick's working, and, and I feel like I relate well to what our kids are going through, what you guys have gone through as student-athletes. And so um, really not a, not a huge difference from that standpoint. Both good schools academically, um, as you both know the, the more you move through your college careers the more you learn the more you figure out how to navigate and so um, maybe that was the biggest difference for me is you know 18 years old and 22 years old when you there's a huge gap in, in that so um, but I, I love my time at both places I really did well coach Buck you talk about that sometimes about how it's this has been a pretty good fit for you because where you played and where you coach now I mean are very similar places I think uh, I think it gives us advantages coaches to be from places like this because you understand the student athletes better. Uh, that's also a negative because you understand the student athletes <laughs> yeah, better. Sure. Because you don't necessarily allow them to have the excuses that they think they should have, um, and you can relate. I think that's part of being able to, to you know, it's it's the part of being able to to you know connect with with the with the guys and or the girls in that matter of of like 
I understand what you're going through. I understand. I've written a paper, pushed enter, showed up at off season, and 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 you know, not even remember what I did because I'd slid, stayed up all night right. doing the paper. <laughs> uh, and yes, I probably did procrastinate to do that paper at that point in time too. Otherwise, I wouldn't have to stay up all night to do it. So yes, I've been there. I've done that. <laughs> Uh, the video games back then weren't quite as good as they are now, so I think that's always a challenge. <laughs> sure, would that have would that have tripped you up a little bit? You think? No, I I I, I mean I, I was I was good. I, I mean like I I won a lot of Madden. <laughs> <laughs> I was really good at it. So anyway, um, you know NCAA probably didn't want to know how I funded my uh, <laughs> my undergrad. Uh, my work study was beating other people in Madden. That works. Mm-hmm. So, were you better at Madden or Pong? I was pretty good at Pong. Now, Pong I had when I was a kid. The know? video game. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. The Pong, old Atari. I even remember those days. No, I had a Bally. That's before All Atari. All right, I don't know. That. <laughs> Atari bought Bally out. Okay. But Bally had the it had the the the, the circle knobs on it. it. You could use the. It was actually the real Pong game. But anyway. Yeah, so that was probably the biggest difference uh, it, it, now and then is just the, the quality of video games. Because, heck, we got eSports now. Mm-hmm. And, and if anybody checks out our room down here, it's sweet. I just saw <laughs> it today. Uh, Coach, Coach Logan showed it to me today. It's pretty cool. They got pretty nice chairs. They got nice chairs. You got some new stuff on the walls, some new graphics stuff. It looks great. Yep. It, it's, 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 the nicest, uh, it's the nicest room on campus right now, I think. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> Do you play any video games, Coach? Uh, I'm out of the video game now with my two young kids. I, I don't play much anymore. But, yeah, a little bit in college. Um, yeah, as a kid growing up, certainly. My, my brother is two years younger than I, than I am, and we played a lot of video games. Mostly sports stuff. I didn't get into to a whole lot of other things. Mm-hmm. Played some Madden, played a bunch of NBA stuff, but yeah, it's, it's a good way to pass the time. If you can't be outside, it, you're still around the sports and, and, and competing, I guess, right? Yep. I mean, I remember the, when when college when Bill Walsh college football came out, it was the thing, you know, and then it became, you know, NCAA or all that. So that's that 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 was a negative, and that's about the time I stopped playing video games because uh, that's about the time that I became a head coach. So uh, I haven't played a video game since I became a head coach. <laughs> No, I no, take that back. No. Yeah. I, I yeah. beat Pookie. I beat Pookie in the locker room on an Xbox, and I never even really played Xbox. I was a PlayStation guy. I don't know if I can confirm that you won, Coach. I won one. You did? I lost one. Okay. Because <laughs> there are only four. That was kind of like the Rocky Apollo fight behind closed doors. Yep. There, there are only a few people out there who knows who won. And just remember, it isn't a lie. <laughs> you believe it. <laughs> So, Coach Gang, you were right, by the way. Your senior year, you guys got pretty high. We got you on record as being as high as 18th. Yeah, it makes sense. We won a bunch in a row at one point. Um, we had uh, I had a really good group of guys. I lived with uh, four of my teammates, so five of us in a house just off campus. Um, all seniors except for one. One of my buddies was a junior, and uh, we, we got along really well. We, we worked hard. It was it was a fun, fun season for us. Probably not our, our most talented team. I actually think... We, we had upperclassmen heavy when I first got there, and, um, and we had some really good runs, but wound up being maybe the most successful team that I played on, and I think it was just because we got along so well and the guys all bought in together. So it, it was it was a blast. I'd, I'd chop off my left arm to go back and do that year one more time, that's mm. for sure. So Hard to play without the left arm, though. You know, but I can find a way to play. <laughs> It's kind of like putting another mouthpiece in. Yeah. <laughs> But hey, if I had a choice to do it over all over again, I'd do it all. Over. I'd take every student loan I could out sure. and do it all over again. <laughs> 
So, Coach, when we were looking at your stats, I was confused. I don't know if I was looking at basketball stats or if you were maybe a place kicker in college because you were pretty good from three-point range. Yeah, I, that was about the one thing I could do well in terms of scoring the basketball. Um, I didn't shoot a bunch of twos my senior year, really, at all. Um, I, I played with some, some very good players. First team all-conference, one of my roommates was a five-man, and you know, get the ball to Curtis was a good good way to, to make some things happen. Um, I, I think maybe one of the reasons that, that – I've gotten into coaching and enjoyed it so much is what I can tell you that I was best at was kind of being the leader of that group. And uh, he's a point guard, just sort of de facto a a bit in charge when you're out there. But um, I always, in terms of of basketball through high school, through college, was going to be vocal and try to get us into what we were supposed to be doing. And I think that's maybe what I contributed the most. But I did shoot it pretty well, yeah. Well, it makes sense. You were captain. Yep, I was. Yeah, there was – man, we had a bunch bunch of guys that that, – I think we're deserving of it, and a couple of other seniors that, that were, were their captains with me. And so, um, yeah, I, I lead by example, but be, be a vocal leader too. And, and so it, it, was, it was a fun time and a fun year, and um, I really, really, really enjoyed playing with those guys that I did. So last week we had Coach Kern on, and we went back to his college days. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a hard life. <laughs> it is. It's hard to find good help. <laughs> so we, I asked him about his goal tally over his four years, and I got it grossly mistaken. I had read some stat wrong, I guess. I'm not sure what happened, but I'm going to let you take a stab at this. I believe we have this right. This is from Keith Kelly himself when he wrote up your thing on the okay. bio. Can you take a stab at how many points you averaged your senior year? Less than 10. Uh, I don't know, six, seven, eight, something like that. Seven, six point seven. So I mean, you're right there. I had, I had some game. You know, it's funny. Whenever I scored, we lost. And I don't know what that meant. I'd like to think it was me trying to drag us back into the ball game where I had. But uh, no, I, I, we had some, we had some talented guys on our team. Uh, I'd shoot when I was open, try to get it to to the right guys, and um, yeah, I had a couple big games, a couple games where I, I felt like I could still affect it without scoring. Um, and there's something to be said for doing that, too. So Hey, we get it because when he and I are kicking a lot of field goals, sure. that tends not to be a good thing. <laughs> yeah. When, when right. people tell me, when right. people tell me man, you had a great like, game. Should I'm like, had yeah. six. <laughs> six but you make the ones that you get to take, right? So, yeah, I think I, I think I did shoot pretty well as a senior. Yeah. And you dish out quite a few assists. Too. Yeah, that was, that was what I needed to do best. That and talk on defense, and that's something we're trying to carry over with our group now. So on the school side of things, Business administration, concentration, and finance. Sure, I had that that uh, victory lap year. Fifth year yes. allowed me to do a couple things. Um, so yeah, I um, a minor in econ, um, and then uh, so yeah, I, I kind of got all things, all things business touched on. I guess I don't know that I'm an expert in any of them, but I got a little piece of something of, of all of them. And then also, you're a graduate of Hendricks, is that right? I am. My my uh, master's is in accounting from here, so I, I was working for a few years here, and um, you know, knew I liked it here, knew I was going to be. Hopefully sticking around for a while and um, was able to work it out where I, where I took some classes and, um, and that was fun to get a chance to kind of really physically sit in the same seats that most of you guys are sitting in and, and, uh, and so that was nice and, and for me to be able to do it in a field that I at least had some familiarity was, was pretty good. Now did you have classes with any of your players? I did. Uh, Jaron Riley who was a men's, men's guard. I sat right next to Jaron. Make sure he was there. No. <laughs> <laughs> Jaron did a great. He was probably smarter than I was. There's no doubt about that. I did. I had class with one player. I thought that was pretty neat. Were there any times where 
I don't, I don't, this would be kind of weird, but to have, to be a coach and then a player and like to have to ask your player for help, I don't know if you ever had to do I that. I don't know that I, just, I would want to do I'll, that, right? Exactly. No signs of weakness, right? No signs of weakness. I'd go to the professor before just, I asked you. I just, that would be really awkward. I can't imagine doing that. Um, it was a, you know, it was a very neat experience. All um, credit to the coaches who do, but I mean, I just. It was interesting. Well, if I had to kick a ball, I'd ask you to help me kick the ball. I'd be like, hey, I need you to go out there and kick the ball. <laughs> well, I mean, you punted a few times in practice and you never asked us for help. But, I mean, there were times where you, didn't need, you didn't need help. That's true. So, I, I, every once in a while, I can get a punt off. Don't punt in boots. Yeah. It tends not to work. It doesn't. It doesn't. And and, the ability to, to have good flexion and extension with, the, with boots on, that's, that's tough. So. And it messes with your ostrich skin quite a bit, I would imagine. Yeah, I'm not going to kick with the ostrich skin. That's mm-hmm. just not going to happen. Those so. are, with your Adidas boots, though, maybe. <laughs> well, Adidas boots are probably made for kicking. <laughs> <laughs> We'd have to get current on that. <laughs> so, Coach, you would have lived probably off campus when you were taking classes here? Uh, yes, yeah. Okay. I was living with, at the time, our athletic department staff was probably a little bit smaller than what it is now. I was living with uh, another assistant coach and our sports information director at the time. Not Keith, but someone <laughs> else. So. Um, that was my first kind of intro into, into Conway, living with two guys that were close to my age, which was uh, a nice transition for me. I kind of figured, I was just hoping that maybe for whatever reason you had to stay in one of the dorms. I would have taken it. If it was free, I'd have been on it. I'd have done it. I'd have figured and out a way to first blend six, in. First six years at Louisiana College, I stayed in, in married student housing. So, And Michelle gets a gold star for that. Sure. <laughs> no, I might as well have been living on campus. I was here quite a bit, either taking class or working and... Um, no, it was, but that, that was an interesting, so I, I stretched that typically the kids that do the master's program do it in one year and they're ready to sit for their CPA and most of them have great jobs lined up by the time, you know, graduation rolls around. Um, I split it into two. So I was just taking a couple classes at a time, did it over two year stretch, um, not to take a whole lot away from work. And, and it was great. It was, I mean, I'm super grateful for being able to do it at, at a place like Hendricks. So it was challenging, but I made it through. So you went from Roanoke Street. Straight here, yep. Okay. Uh, so as a senior, um, at the time, the Division III uh, men's Final Four was in Salem, Virginia, where I went to school. And so um, we were done. Unfortunately, my team did not make it that far in my senior season. And I went with my college coach, tagged along, went to the convention stuff, met as many people as I could. And I wound up meeting uh, Coach Dan Priest, who was a friend of my college coaches. And, and he was, at the time, the, the men's coach out here. And so that's how I got connected. Had a couple other uh, offers and things that I weighed. And Came out to visit, sort of fell in love with the school, and the rest is history. Just a quick aside, what is it about Salem, Virginia? Because don't they normally host a stag ball yeah, every all day? Yeah. I worked in the parking lot for a couple of stag bowls there, direct so, to traffic. Other little known fact is when you fly in and out of Roanoke, there's a mountain at the end of the <laughs> airport runway. I mean, there's like the You're going to stop one way or the other, right? I mean, there's <laughs> a mountain right there. Back when we flew, when we we actually played Bridgewater, but we had to flow up, fly into Roanoke yep. and then go down go to Bridgewater. Yeah. So we fly in and fly out. Well, that's back before they had the cabin closed. So you like you would look you know, on the plane, and you're looking out the front, and I'm like, I'm looking out the front, and our point guard's sitting by me, and and she's like, "There's a mountain right there. There's a mountain right there. There's a mountain right there." I'm like. Don't worry, they got this. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> there really is a mountain right there. And then Shane goes, "We're all gonna die." I'm like, "You're gonna." <laughs> so yeah, you take off right into a mountain. Glass shatters. Hey, we, I'm still shatter. here. I'm still here. That's all that matters. And, I, and I've never flown back to Roanoke. Yeah. So more power to you, Drew. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, Coach, when you got the Hendrix, you weren't coaching the women at first. You were actually the assistant. I was with the men for a while. I was on the men's side, um, and. Uh, 
We had some good years, some some um, competitive seasons, a couple of pushes to, to the playoffs at the time. That was the SCAC, so the SCA wasn't even around then. Um, and some different teams in the league at the time. DePaul was uh, was still in our league. So we made some different trips, the Colorado College trip and, and down into San Antonio to play Trinity. Um, so it, it was – for me, it was wild. You know, I went from playing in a league where everybody was in a two-hour radius to nobody in a two-hour radius, essentially, when you're here. So the travel and all that was really actually pretty exciting for me. Is the travel worse, in, well, worse in quotations, in the SCAC, or was it compared to how yeah, it is Yeah, I now? think so. Okay. Just if you, if you wound up the year, um, kind of rotated, but if, if you made the – we were always making the Colorado trip. If you went Colorado, San Antonio, Danville, Kentucky – to DePaul, I think at the time was their travel partner, and then you still had to go to Atlanta. I mean, you're hitting four corners of the map almost. So I think you that, know that was tough. I think you're going a pretty long way in D3 when you're playing a, t- a school that has an ice hockey team. Right. Yeah, I know that right. Colorado College has one. Division so. one ice hockey for that yep. matter. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They are pretty yeah, good, and they are very good. Yeah, they're the campus good. is not. I mean, uh, they're they're good. Division one in ice hockey and women's soccer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everything else, Division three. They're one of the last schools grandfathered into that right. that double rule. So you were with Coach Priest for three years? Uh, just one. Oh, just, just one. one. And, then, and, okay. uh, and, and, and Coach McCracken was the women's coach, so we flipped roles there uh, in a roundabout way at some point. So uh, Thad and I had become friends and, and you know, obviously colleagues, and, uh, and when he took over, it was, it was really pretty cool. I, I was fortunate to, um, you know, learn a lot from him for the next three years. So one year for Coach Priest, three for Coach McCracken, and, uh, and now I'm, I'm on the women's side. But uh, it was it was. It seems like a long time ago, which just means I'm getting old. But uh, <laughs> but no, that that was um, our our men's program has has obviously continued to grow under under Thad, and, and he's done a fantastic job, yeah. coach of the year, which is which is awesome. And I can attest, Drew was a good athlete. Then we're rewinding back to his playing days. He was a good athlete because when we first got here, we didn't have football. The first year we played intramural football together. And See, I uh, forgot about that, that. That guy can play. <laughs> he's, a, he's a player. I have a little bit of football <laughs> in my day. But. So when I came in last week, Coach, before I came upstairs, I saw in the gymnasium, I saw you and one of the tennis coaches yep. just wrapping up. And I would imagine, did you guys play? We did. Craig was talking a little bit of noise, and okay. I, it was over quickly. I took care of business okay. pretty quickly. Uh, got to do what you got to do. Those Indiana guys all think that they can play basketball. Yeah, just really, because really, you're really from well. Indiana. Yeah. Just, it, doesn't, it, yeah, just, it doesn't always relax. Trickle down skills. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just not everybody's from French Lick. <laughs> I wish I was getting out there and playing more. I wish I was getting out there and playing more, although I guess more of my time now is, is, as I age and be on the golf course like you guys just did yesterday. So you went to school in both Maryland and Virginia. Yes. But So where are you from? I grew up in Maryland, okay. uh, Frederick, Maryland, which is, if you make a triangle, uh, Frederick, Washington, D.C., and Baltimore. It's about 45 minutes to each one. Um, but a lot of times, Maryland is a phenomenal place. Uh, Frederick is a really cool town, a lot of history. Um, a, lot of, a lot of Civil War history, stuff like that. And so then the mountain is only 15, 20 minutes up the road from there where I first started. Um, but, yeah, East Coast guy moving to the, to the south is, is a little eye-opening, but I've, I've obviously adapted, I hope, pretty well and enjoy, enjoy living here now. Well, I hate to bring this up, but it's starting to make sense now, now that I know you're from Maryland, because I had learned last semester that you're a Ravens fan. Big time. Yep. Uh, it was a great year. Are they... <laughs> Unfortunately, didn't didn't uh, wind up the way we would have liked it to be. But uh, yeah, my, my parents are both Baltimore um, 
kind of Baltimore born and bred for the most part. And so my dad was a Baltimore Colts fan, right? And then the Colts went away. Johnny U. Johnny U, exactly. And uh, so I'm a big Baltimore sports guy. Ravens, Orioles. That's Johnny U, not his dad. I, 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 <laughs> yeah, I, but I, and, and so I, I've enjoyed following them from afar. And, and when I get back to, to see my folks, I try to get to a game. What was that? I was at one game this year. Usually about one a year I'll get back and, and watch the Ravens game, which is pretty cool. No, do you remember who they were playing? Uh, I saw the Sunday night game when they beat the Patriots. Wow. Nice. Okay. That, was awesome. that was, was a good one. That was a good game. I was back for a wedding and, uh, and stayed that extra night to go to the game. That it was, was worth cool. it because oh, that, awesome. that was They awesome. played great. That was at the time, game. the Patriots' defense was like – six points a game or something like that and then Lamar they dropped 30 something it was it was a blast it was a really cool environment that was adapted just over improvised and overcome by the Ravens yeah <laughs> I gotta bite my tongue my mom's from Boston ah so. well hey. <laughs> yeah so but we didn't get I, the we didn't get to the finish line no, this year so no, we, a, we yeah. can't exactly hold it over your head but that was it's it was, okay it was cool my, my roommate's a Ravens had. fan too and go. we have been talking all week I was trying to be more calm about it because that's how I tend to be, but when sure. they get when it's when he started when it got to Saturday, I was saying, "All right, you sob." Yeah, like, some of, it's, some of, <laughs> yeah. We're, we're not exactly quiet, yeah. Maryland. Let's put it that Lamar's way. Lamar's going to need all the speed he can get <laughs> yeah. when he's running away from. Uh, yeah, uh, but that yeah, thorough, a, a thorough beat down. If you that's could pick a game yeah. to be at, though, for, I'm, I can't imagine a cool one to be at. I had a good time. So the Orioles too. Those are not uh, in the great place right now although i'm not sure they're trying to be in a great place right now the kind of the tank model but you got machado uh, well he's out he's gone <laughs> yeah he's gone unfortunately they they uh he's in uh, san diego now oh so my right? gosh no yeah, no they, that's i'm gonna they don't have many guys left that anybody knows let's put it that way they really don't they're gonna trot out a guy uh opening day that cal John, ripken come back he'll be yeah. done yeah <laughs> i got a lot of cal ripken memorabilia i got a lot my, my father's a big orioles fan his whole life his father worked you remember the old ads, the Got Milk ads? Mm-hmm. Do you remember those? Oh, yeah, I remember those. So my grandfather was in advertising for the Orioles, so I have a ton of Cal Ripken, Billy Ripken, Cal Ripken Sr. memorabilia. Who cool. are their mani- who's their manager right now? Oh, gosh, it's a guy that was coming from the Cubs. Um, is it Joe Madden? No, it's not. He's with the Angels, isn't he? He was like the yeah. bench coach under Madden. Yeah. Oh, what is his name? I, I can't exactly. even remember. That's a sad, it's sad. I remember the old guy, the old... Buck I mean, Walter yeah. was yeah. the guy, and, and I like Buck Walter. It's a good name, too, isn't it? It is. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you can't argue with that one. I really like Joe Walter, and he they had some success. He's with the Rangers for a while too. I'm yep, a, that's I'm right. A, I like him too. So. so, pretty easy transition. Black and orange to black and orange. Yeah, you know? I see, but I still can wear some Orioles gear around here. And yeah. I can fit in. <laughs> the Ravens purple, not so much. That's okay. Any other teams? Uh, yeah, Maryland. College basketball fan yeah. as a okay. kid. I mean, they Dallas uh, Cowboys. Huh? What? He's <laughs> 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 Cowboys. <laughs> uh, Terps Tur- won the national championship. I was in high school, 01, I think it was. So, uh, ba- basketball, high school basketball, Maryland's pretty big. Um, and, and at the time, so Gary Williams, Hall of Fame coach, mm-hmm. was there, and uh, and I followed that pretty closely too. Right. A lot, of, a lot of different sports, and I, I come from a big family, so any anything you can think of, we either played it or watched it or both. I've already made one bad sports mistake today because I knew Machado played for the Padres. That was a bad mistake. But I'll go ahead and make another one. Did Lynn Bias play for Maryland? Lynn Bias did. And, uh, and so that was a little bit before my time in terms of remembering okay. that one. But, yeah, you you know, you bring that up around some, some people that are – my parents' age, and it you know, kind of rocks you and mm-hmm. hits home a little bit, certainly. So For whatever reason, I thought maybe he was on that 0-1 team. But no, no, the 0-1 team would have been Steve Blake who maybe say patterned my game after a little bit. Not necessarily, but um, 
See Blake, Juan Dixon, who was a Baltimore guy. Um, Chris Wilcox was a lottery pick that year, and I think he was coming off the bench. Lonnie Baxter was a, like a power forward for them. They had a really good team. I think the back-to-back Final Fours, I believe, and uh, so they beat Indiana that year. I think it was 0-1. Mm. You can talk to Coach McCracken about that one, then. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we, well, we, we talked and, a little bit and, about it. And y'all are back. Yeah, they're playing well. They they have a chance maybe to clinch the Big Ten or a share of the Big Ten if they can win. Although they, they dropped, they they hosted that college game day Saturday and got smoked by Michigan yeah. State at home, unfortunately. So, so yeah, I'll still follow the Terps quite a bit, but I'm watching at least for a long stretch, watching a lot of D three film. <laughs> that's about what I'm watching. I, I'm a fan of the Terps. I got a I got a former defensive end that's the assistant strength coach for. Them. Do you so, really? Yep, West Borland. He's there. So. I, got, they, uh, I, got, I'm a, I'm, I have to go for the turp sometimes. <laughs> they, they just from moving Maryland to here. I, I like college football at the Division One level. I certainly enjoy watching you guys play, but that was a big change, a shift, and it's like SEC country, man. You better, be, you know, <laughs> but, yeah, it's just different. Maryland football has not been. They've been good. They they have one year. Uh, Ralph Regan when yep. they had a, they had a team. He was in there, and they they really kind of started to. Um, take off a little bit, but it, it's more, at least in my time, has been a bit more of a basketball school than a football school. So. I mean, y'all have had some pretty decent years on football, too, where you've seen, you know... Yeah, they've done okay. They've done okay. They've got the guy in there from Alabama, right? Is that right? I think he's, he's kind of got him. Yeah, Mike Loxley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think he's maybe going to get him on the right track, which will, which will be good. There's a lot of good athletes in that area, for sure, so... Um, I would imagine they'll they'll be able to recruit well and hopefully continue to get better. I think what we need to get you is one of the new helmets they have with the you know state flag. Oh man, I got a flag in my office, a little okay. small one, Maryland state flag. Take a lot of pride in that. It's one heck of a helmet, I, coach. I take I take pride in my state flag too. So yeah. let's, let's, oh, they put it on all. By the way, by the way, this last week, combinations. By the way, this last week, Texas Independence Day. Just so y'all know, March second, Texas there Independence Day. I got reminded. Joanna's from Texas, and she made sure I knew midnight, March 2nd, it's Texas Independence <laughs> so Day. All, all four what years What do you do to here? celebrate Texas Independence Day, Coach? Uh, you usually, you know, I mean, usually get together. You, you shoot guns. You know, uh, we usually have some kind of uh, Tex-Mex, you know. There you go. Team North Dakota? Save it, save it, save it. Save oh, it. oh man, we'll, we'll get there. Get a hair on the back it. of my neck, like that's an Arkansas thing, not no, a Texas it, thing. No, it's anyway. Not. So, so, but anyway, yeah, second of March, you know, it's it's a it's it's a big deal. I mean, I mean, in Texas, you you learn a, a Texas history before American history. You know, you that's just the way it is. So. Well, that, and that's pretty much all y'all have for the Cowboys is history. Nothing in the present. So, uh, and let me tell you, for, for the outsiders, for the outsiders, coach, some of us wonder, well, what's Texas Independence Day? What does it mean? I know I shot another football joke. I'll shoot one more at you. I think it's independence from having winning football. You know, I'm sorry. I'm, us Arkansans have to listen to this for four years, Jack. Uh, Texas Independence Day this, yeah, Texas Independence yeah, Day that. Well, uh, Arkansas has. I know, I know. We can't. Yeah. Football, hey, we, not, we, we won a 94 in basketball. <laughs> 64 in football. Should go oh, oh, 05 Rose Bowl, so I guess you guys got us there. But I never thought we'd have to get in this with you, Coach. I thought it was just the players. I, hey, hey, I'm I'm proud of the fact that we fought for our independence. So I'm just glad I didn't see Mason Adams on Texas Independence Day. He would have made sure that I knew Texas is better than Arkansas. I didn't say anything about anybody being better than anybody else. Well, I'm, I'm just I, saying we fought for our independence. I know. Well, I mean, they, everybody <laughs> 
Coach, you got a lot of players from Texas. Did you ever get any of this Texas stuff? Oh, yeah. They all got – you talk about the Maryland flag being on stuff. They oh, got, they got no, the Texas man. flag on a lot of things. And, yeah, they uh, – we, we, we obviously play a handful of games down there. So we hear all about it. You stay in a hotel and they got the Texas waffle maker. Yep, yep. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, hey, everything's bigger in Texas. Yep. I've run into that in Frisco, the Texas waffle maker. I remember the first time my dad saw it. He was – he's like, I mean, I'm going to have to, you know <laughs> – you gotta get a Maryland Maryland waffle, man. I don't want this, but he's, I'll, I'll pound my way through it. Um, Jack, you ever seen one of those Texas waffle makers? I have, and I, uh, I ate it. It was, you know, Arkansas waffle would be better. You know, yeah, you, you, can, you can make a fork with your hands when you eat it. You can do this and kind of just. You know, for, well, anyway, yeah, for, so we'll get back. I actually go, grew up in the part of the Louisiana Purchase, so, <laughs> and y'all did too. <laughs> We did. That's true. We didn't buy it, though. So, we'll get back. Let's get back to why we're here. We'll talk Hendricks. So, Coach, when you took over the women's program, if I remember correctly, they went 5-22 and 22 mm-hmm. the year before you got there. And all of a sudden, you know, your first year, you guys go 12-14. and 14. Sure. So, I want to ask you, as a – well, I mean, this was your first year coaching women, right? Correct. Just, first year as a head coach, first year coaching mm-hmm. women. So, what was your – what was your expectation or expectations, you know? You know, uh, I think I was really excited to just – kind of take a step up in their profession and see if I was ready to be a head coach. You know, you, you try to piece together all these things, and, and I had been an assistant for four years, worked for two different people from two different areas of the country, and so, um, you know, take my playing experience, take the, the assistant coaching experience, and see if you really kind of had the, the nuts and bolts to, to do it. Um, I, I never really thought a whole lot about, uh, hey, like, I'm coaching women, how different is this going to be? I was more like, am I ready to lead a group of 17, 18 to 22 year olds? And so um, that was kind of not my biggest fear, but the biggest challenge, I think, more than anything else. And um, so I was excited to, to do that. I, I did as much research and picked as many people's brains as I could. I wish I'd have known Coach Buck in time because I could ask him some, some, for some pointers in terms of coaching the women. Have you seen that picture right above your shoulder? It's it, one of my yeah. favorites. Hey, you know what? Make sure the van has gas in it. <laughs> make sure, right. And make sure you have enough money to get to where you're going. Yeah. Uh, but no, it was it was a it was a very very cool um, experience. And initially, I just had so much fun. I had tons of energy, and I like to think that I still do. And uh, and so I had a blast. And there was a lot of talent. I mean, the team was like you said, we've had some improvement, but I don't think it was as much me as it as it was the kids. And they they were young. Similar, it almost seems like it's come full circle here a little bit in, in the season that we just had where we have some talented kids and we just didn't have the experience and I fortunately stepped in at a time where um, you know, we just needed a little bit of, of change and, and it worked out well and we played really, really pretty well for a group that, again, was coming off of a difficult year, but I, I really thought the kids bought in and, and that was the biggest key. So more credit to them than me, certainly. I got I to gotta say, they, they play as hard and since since Drew has taken over, they play as hard as any team that plays at Hendricks. I, mean, I agree. They, I mean, every team no. that's characteristic of Coach Gang's uh, team. I mean, that's. I mean, I, I always, I always thought that because there. What was when we won the conference? Uh, yeah, I, we we had some we had some dogs in that group. Yeah, but, but we had some we had but, some, but some workers had, in that group. But you didn't have you didn't have three groups of them. No, it's not. That <laughs> you was had one of just the years enough where to it got. It got <laughs> It got a little sideways, and, and we wound up with a small number of kids with eight or nine, but those eight or nine, man, they were tough as nails, and that group was, was super successful. So had a lot of fun coaching that. Really, all every team I've had, but that one 
you know, we were able to kind of cross the finish line, and that was cool. So just for clarification, that was going to be a follow-up question, the age dynamic on that team. So I would have thought that maybe you'd have some seniors that you could rely on a little bit, but you're saying they were mostly we young had, players? Uh, they had not graduated anybody from 12-13, and my first year was 13-14. Okay. So um, we, I stepped in with three seniors uh, that were all good players, pretty big on-the-floor contributors, which is always kind of a plus because you get your leadership that's also – vocal and by example and so um and then we had some talented young kids in in the group too one of my um guards who wound up being all-american caitlin creasel bigler was was just a sophomore and and so there was coaching to be done but the kids made a lot of the plays and and so um yeah we're fortunate i stepped into a good situation what was it like to coach against her uh yeah so caitlin's at, at Millsaps now um it was it was fun i mean i i, I think she's gonna do great things and we'll climb that ladder quickly uh, she'll learn from, from where, where she is right now, and I hope she'll take a little bit from what she learned from me, I guess. It'd be nice nice if at some point she says, hey, yeah, that would, I'm glad that you taught me these things. So. <laughs> so just about the time that Jack and I got here, I mean, it didn't take you long, but you guys finished third in the SAA 2015-2016, uh, yep. uh, and I read that you guys led the league in scoring that year. We, you know, we've always been pretty, pretty balanced at scoring, too, a couple of years in a row. Um, that was not really what our focus was, though. We had always kind of tried to improve quickly on the defensive end. That first year we did. We rebounded the ball well. Um, you know, I like to think you control control things a bit more on the defensive side in terms of your effort, your communication, things like that. The offensive side, you're trying to put them in the right spots to be successful, but you got to have the kids, and they got to make the plays, and they got to make the shots. And so, um, yeah, we had we had a couple years in a row there where we were really scoring it well. And but kind of like like Coach McCracken's team this year, we got pretty darn close to. Went in the regular season a couple times and wound up at two or three, and and so that that was nice to build on. And then a year or two later, after that, we were able to cross the finish line. Yep. What do you remember about that season? That season was a blast. I, I remember early on, um, I kind of knew we would, and you never want to relay this message necessarily to your kids. I knew we'd take a few lumps. I really did. I thought we were um, we were gonna learn on the fly. We had kind of a challenging schedule. And there was a game or two that you look back on and, and you think, okay, well, this team, you know, the success we wound up with at the end of the year, like we probably should have won that one, we probably should have won this one. Um, but I actually thought I had a, a pretty good um, wide view of all of it. And so as the year wore on, we, we were able to keep our heads on straight and we just started playing really, really well at the right time. And a couple of young kids that contributed and got, got going, um, you know, more experience. And when we hit that second time through conference play, I knew we were really, really good. And there's a difference when you coach a team Sometimes you're not sure what you're going to get, and that can be scary. I felt like I always knew what we were going to get. We may not win, but I knew what I was getting from the group. I knew who could you know, always contribute what for the most part. And so um, that group was a ton of fun to coach. Well, you had some pretty serious players, too. I, I mean, obviously everyone contributes, sure. but Heather Prowse, Sarah Disselin? Yeah, those two were you – know, Sarah was player of the year two years in a row. Um, Heather, by her senior year, was, was defensive player of the year. Um, the two of the most talented kids that I have ever coached and probably will ever coach, two of the best kids and the most kind of blue-collar working kids that, that you could ask for. Um, did their jobs and did it at 100 miles an hour every day. And for your most talented kids, again, we had plenty of talent on that team, but for your most kind of talented kids to, to be that example allowed you to coach the group hard, allowed you to, to hold them accountable. And so man, I love that team. I love that team. No, I, I very much remember the year after, and you guys lost by one point yep. in the final. I remember watching, and, and honestly, Coach, the, and I wish this wasn't the case, but the thing I remember the most is watching the live feed on that black court. Yeah. 
Yep. Yeah, we played three straight games there on the Oglethorpe Black Court. Um, that year was was really pretty pretty satisfying as well. I mean, to come up short in, in such a close game, it's kind of gut wrenching. And um, you know, going to the locker room afterwards there was was one of the toughest times as a coach that I've I've ever had. But in a good way. Like you want your kids you care, to care. You wanted to be invested enough to where you know it hurts a little bit when you don't come up um, with with the the end result. So. Um, that season, we were we were almost bringing back the same team. I graduated one one guard um, from the group that had won the conference tournament, and uh, unfortunately, a, a big injury to the player of the year heading into the season. Um, mm-hmm. And for us to be able to kind of absorb that was a credit to our kids and their experience. And so um, that was almost as I may say almost as fun. I enjoyed being around that group uh, so much, and and for us to really kind of push it all the way to the limit, get get to that point was 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 a blast. I think one of the uh... One of my best memories early on in college was, and I and I didn't even remember this until you were talking about the team that had won conference. Is we, gosh, what was it? Did we stay up till midnight, Jack? You remember when you guys got back from winning conference? Yeah. and we went to the whack. That yeah. was pretty cool, yeah. and that's something that we've done with a handful of teams that have have uh, won the conference on the road. You know, and and uh, and so it was really a pretty cool experience for our kids. It just shows you sort of the tight knit community. So we get <laughs> off the bus from Birmingham and. It's 1 a.m. or whatever it is, and you, know, you got all your, your fellow student-athletes in there, your coaches, your colleagues, your AD, the president was there, I think. Mm-hmm. It's yep. pretty cool. speaks to the Hendricks community and, and just kind of the tight-knit dynamic that we have. So that was a blast. It was so funny. That, so that team with, like Coach Buck said, we, we really played that tournament with eight healthy kids, three games in three days in the old format. I thought the bus ride back was going to be like a nightclub scene. They were sleeping. They were not. I mean, they were like, we, we, had, we, we were out of gas, completely out of gas. And uh, but but they perked up when they got back here, and everybody was on campus. Too. Y'all know my rule. School. That, that will no singing on the no bus. singing but, on the bus. I ain't no singing on the bus. You know what? So funny. So we're driving to Sunday championship game, and the girls were they were loose. For me, and, and as a coach, they were maybe a little too loose. And I'm, they were singing, and they were singing something silly on the bus. And I remember looking at, at uh, Coach Bree, my assistant at the time, and I'm like, I guess this is a good thing. We got some energy. It's better than no energy, right? <laughs> and I'm just like, are they, are they you know, or where, where are we? Where are our heads at? And, uh, but, I mean, they came out. We actually got off to a slow start in that game. I think it was like, I don't know, 16 to 4 or 18 to 4 or something. And, uh, and we didn't panic. We kind of talked about that a little bit. So, yeah, the singing thing is. It's, I was. I was like, "What? All right, what are we getting here, ladies? What are we gonna do?" But um, in, in the end, it worked out. Yeah, I, what, what, it was the same thing with you guys, uh, Sawani, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I was. I always say, like, you can't sing on the bus. That's yeah. just a, it's one of, my, one of my pet peeves. Now, when I was a women's basketball coach, I, I let the girls sing. Sure, but and, and I know everybody's <laughs> thinking that go oh double standard. Yeah, but. No, nope, I just. I let it, but that was a van. Zone, got in the zone. But I that was care. a van. That's a bus. It's two different things. <laughs> <laughs> no singing on the bus. But you had told me this story recently. But that, no. But yeah, so I was like, yeah. yeah, we won. We won the conference. I'm like, all right, y'all can sing on the bus, and we didn't have anything good to sing. <laughs> so I, I'm like, I trained us too good, I guess. <laughs> it's like playing the down block. <laughs> got a shuffle squeeze. You're talking to kickers. Yeah. I know. You, you I think know that probably that applies more to basketball than it does to our position. Well, it, so. it does. It does. <laughs> basketball. <laughs> Shuffle down. Intentional foul. I don't know. Don't cross the midpoint of your body. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing, Jack. It's going through one ear and out the other. But. I can't play basketball. I can't can't block in football. I can just kick a ball. <laughs> and and do it decently well. And, and, maybe. and play a little bit of golf on the side until you get 
threatened by dogs. <laughs> so, Coach, as you mentioned, it's come full circle. Uh, this year is a extremely young team. I mean, sure. Yeah, we, we had uh, one junior, and that was it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it was it was a different kind of mental approach for me. And, and um, we had a lot of ups and downs and, and on the scoreboard more downs than anything else this year. But experience is, is something I hope that we can kind of build on. Uh, you know, if you'd have walked into our gym late February and watched us practice, you wouldn't have felt like that was a team that it was on such a, a losing skid, to be honest with you. So I was really proud of our girls to just stay resilient. Um, you know, we got to get better. We have to get tougher. We have to, um, you know, continue to try to add to our program too. And so uh, it, it was, it was, it sounds crazy. It was a fun year, uh, but it was not a very successful on the floor year, but that's not always, always what it's all about. And so for me to try to kind of learn that and take a step back and take a, a long view, um, you know, I hope I'm, I'm able to do that and, and grow a little bit through, through what was a tough year. And so um, I, I had a great time with our girls. They're great kids. They will continue to get better. So we're looking forward to next year. Um, but, but was a, again, a, hopefully a stepping stone for us this year. So coach, going back to this past season, mm-hmm. having such a big group of freshmen and freshmen that played a lot of minutes. Sure. How More you, than you probably wanted them to at some points, sure. So how did you or did you change your coaching style at all, knowing that you had such a, a group that's probably going to sure. be here for a while? Yeah, I, I think I think that definitely just the uh, approach and, and sort of the, the way that you criticize and critique and things like that, um, it, it does change. When you've got an upperclassman heavy group that you have seen and they've proven to you that they can do it, you kind of hold them a bit more accountable. Not that you're negative with them, but you, you really are kind of expecting to get to that bar that you've seen them hit before. And so this group, um, you know, you just, they haven't had that success. They haven't had that experience whatsoever. And, you know, can you take every moment in good and bad and try to be, have it be a, a moment they can learn from? Um, so maybe a bit more coaching, teaching than X's and O's in that specific moment or, you know, scout prep and things like that. So um, it was a different, it was a different year for me from a coaching standpoint. I hope it's made me better, um, you know, and, and so that was, that was, uh, it was very different from some of the other seasons I've had. Absolutely. So the coaches might be a little long winded question, but uh, being a player and if you're involved in college athletics, you understand that you're not just dealing with players, you're still dealing with people as sure. well. So when it's getting later in that season and you're dealing with a bunch of freshmen especially who maybe in high school they won a lot, maybe they didn't, right. but it doesn't really matter. But, you know, you're going through this tough stretch, especially as a freshman. Later in the season, do you ever find yourself, in terms of like riding the ship or whatever you want to call it, do you do you find yourself more speaking to them as as players or as people, like, are you more trying to, like, say, hey, you guys are capable of right. winning, or are you still working out X's and O's, thinking, all right, maybe we're doing something wrong here? I, sure. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I think at the, the very end, it's more about the people and, and what, you know, what, what kind of character do you have? Are you still willing to show up and practice hard every single day when it's a little bit bleak at the end of the tunnel there? Um, we had some games in the middle of the season that just didn't break our way, but we did execute X and O, mm-hmm. X and o stuff well. Um, it, it somebody put it in a good way to me. Sometimes in some years you just have to land the plane, and that's kind of how I was looking at it. Like, can we get them to where they don't dread being in the gym? And it's oh, we you know we've lost, we've lost, we've lost. I don't want to be at practice. So can we structure practice in a different way? You know, every day and keep things kind of interesting and new. And so um, it was a bit more um, massaging and managing of of the 
you know, the, the team dynamic and uh, less about probably basketball execution by the end of the year. Did you sense that the players maybe were growing, you know, closer throughout that year that, you, you know, you're kind of in this? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Um, you know, there's certainly frustration, like you right. said. And I have a lot of kids that have come from successful programs. I mean, for me, it's more losing than I've ever had, you know, at anything, playing ping pong. But, you know, it, it, it was a challenge for me, too. So um, I do think it pulled them together a little bit. I'm hoping that kind of they, they take some pride in, okay, we kind of hit the bottom, and now we're also going to be here to, to push it up to the top again, which I think is not always the case, right? You know, sometimes it's a, a bad year or down year, and you're a senior and you're out of there, and you kind of leave your legacy, but it's not you who's physically maybe making it better the next year. So, um I think they came together well. The other part, and maybe the positive about being young, is they kind of don't know any better, right? It's sort of like, all right, the next day we're in a gym, we're ready to get better. There's no cloud of negativity over you. Um, so there were some positives to it as well. When you look back on the season and you've got all this film here, is I guess going into the off season, are you discarding a lot of it? Are you kind of like, let's move forward, or do you still want to look back? And... You got to do both. I mean, okay. I think it, I think you're not doing your job if you're taking a look at what worked well, what didn't work well. Um, and, and we, Coach Buck and I were talking about spring football, and, and is there carryover to that into the fall? You still, who knows what we're going to be next year in October when we hit the floor for practice? Who knows what our recruiting class will finish like? So you're going to take bits and pieces, but it, it's very hard to say. All right, this is our blueprint. This is what we're going to do. Um, you're going to do this again. We're not going to do that again. I think you're always sort of adapting and learning on the fly. But but it, it can help you to figure out what what was successful, what you'd like to tweak, what you'd like to do differently completely. Um, so I'd say a combination of, of both good and bad, and you got to find that and, and use what you can. So looking back on this season, what what can you um, what do you look back on and, and that brings a smile to your face? Like are there. What kind of things are you proud of? Uh, you know, it's funny. We, we were practicing, I think it was the second to last weekend of the year. We were in the gym at Millsaps on a Saturday, so we, we lose a tough game on Friday night. Saturday's practice. We've lost X amount of games in a row, and I literally stopped practice, and I was like, that drill was awesome. It was loud. It was taught. I mean, we, we did a fantastic job, and I just commended the girls on, you know, having that perseverance to, to push through. That was one moment that sticks out to me that was really pretty cool, um, you know, for a team to – to just keep fighting, keep wanting to be there for each other. I thought that was awesome. Coach, you, I mean, that creates a great basis for what you're going to do next. I mean, that's, I mean, two years ago we were two and eight and, you know, that's the most losses I'd ever taken. He too. I mean, like, I I don't remember the last time uh, it was, it was a tough year. So, you know, uh, and it's about how you rebound and respond to that. And, you know, and all the guys, came together and and you know overcame that and I think there's times in our lives where we've got to be able to learn how to fail forward and honestly all of us I mean we we've got to learn how to do that at some point because as much as you want to be it's impossible to be successful with everything we do and and sometimes those lessons are 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 learned you know like you've said you know you learn those the hard way sometimes you don't necessarily get that in the uh in the in the syllabus of, of reading what you're supposed to do every week and, and how it's going to work out. Um, I think it also makes you really, really, uh, when you do have those great years and great successes and you win those tough games and, you know, it makes it, makes it even more fun, makes it even, even more special. Sure. And, yeah, I think that's a good point. And I think, I think, I think for us, we, we, you know, as a, as a football wise, we took that for granted to some degree and, and, you know, and then, 
and then things don't go your way, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, why me? You know, or oh, I can't believe this just happened. Um, instead of you know finding the way, the the next way to do it, and and uh, I mean we were lucky too because we did have a group of seniors, but but it wasn't the majority of our of our football team, you know. So we were still playing with a lot of young players at that time. So I mean, you know, to able to turn that two and eight back around to a seven and three and two plays away from the playoffs. I mean, that's, I mean, but that's indicative of a lot of our teams around here, you know, when we've struggled for a year, you know, not, not just football, or, but anything, any of our teams have struggled for a year, you know, it's amazing to see how these guys or ladies and, and, and the, the men and women on our, on our teams are resilient enough to change that the next year, you know, and to go out there. I mean, baseball two years ago was, was, you know, had their, or three years ago had their most dismal year. Last year they, you know, they should have been in the national tournament. Mm-hmm. They should have, they could have easily played for a, a national title last year, but got left at home, you know. And then, you know, we turn around right now and we're struggling a little bit out there. But you know what? It's it's they're they've got the ability and they've got they're going to turn it around. But but you know that's just indicative of how hard you work and the ability for all of us to be able to get out there and do it again. And I think it's easier when we have people like we have at Hendricks because we're high achievers anyway, and you're expected to, to do good in everything you do. Uh, but again, it's, it's learning those lessons the hard way. <laughs> Coach, just a little off the board. I just thought about this. What's your favorite away venue to play at? The ones we win in? <laughs> no, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, we won the conference tournament at, at Birmingham. Um, so just fond memories hopping into that gym again. And I feel like we, we've been successful in there. We've played in games. Even games we don't win, we've typically played pretty well in there. But uh, yeah, that's it's a neat aspect. It's a former, former Division One program. I mean, they've got kind of a cool bowl gymnasium. Um, but yeah, you never forget that you you walked out of there with the trophy. So you walk back in, it's kind of a nice feeling. Did you carry the trophy on the way back? Uh, yeah, probably a piece of the net. The trophy, it's still it's still in my office, that's for sure. So um, it was yeah, it, it's it it was a special weekend that um, you know you're gonna think about every time you walk back in there. I tell you what, Jim, they're not in our league, but I can tell you what, Jim, I don't like playing in. Ozarks, that yeah, freaking, they've the, done the, a little bit with it. Uh, the ceiling they have not. No, uh, they no probably way, have not. The, the ceiling is so low. I mean, it just seems like you're about to shoot the ball in the sure. rafters. Sure. <laughs> I haven't been of, there in twenty years. I'm but. Trying to think of some unique ones that we've maybe played in before. I've had some as a, as a player that I've been in that have been kind of interesting too. But Millsaps is pretty interesting. Yeah, the Hangar Dome is is kind of cool. It's it's tough. Um, it's you can be loud in there, but it's actually really hard to articulate with the echo. So when you're screaming, and I do that from time to time on the sideline, it maybe the girls they can hear you, but they can't make out what you're saying. And so that oh, that's can be a, challenging. That's it's a place they, to shoot. That's too. how everybody so, looks at me yeah, every time yeah, I say something. Exactly. <laughs> that's what I remember because our our visiting locker room is right outside that right. place. So yep. I'd be I'd be looking in there. Normally volleyball is playing at that time. Sure. We don't get to see women's basketball practices, but I'm thinking. As kickers, you do like your landmarks. You like knowing from certain spots, all right, this is what I'm going to see when I'm taking right. the ball. And you just said it's a tough place it's to shoot. Tough, I can't imagine shooting, Jim. Shooting I don't there. know what – one year the rim was all bent up. I thought that was that. The floor actually – it's funny. If you set the basketball down at a certain spot, it will roll all the way off to the corner. It's like running uphill in one direction, I swear. Um, so, But it's kind of a – it is a neat place to play. I mean, it's cool. But Oglethorpe. I've always got to Black top. One, um <laughs> It's funky. It's harder on film. You know, you're watching them and, and deciphering who's on the floor. They wear a black jersey on the black top, and you're kind of like, all right, you're watching, you point out to the kids, you're like, I think that's so-and-so, but I can't even make it out. 
but uh, yeah, and, and they've been very good, and um, you know, so they, they've been tough to beat on that floor. We did have that that conference tournament stretch, so we won two games in almost a third, and so there's there's still some good good uh, mojo in there for us too, which is which is kind of cool. Y'all were right there though in that game too. That did was it, the, yep. It went to overtime, did it not? Did we lost yeah. by one in overtime? Uh, yeah, we had, we had a couple of chances. One that I thought was definitely in that maybe would have was swung the game. So um, that was a fun fun game to be in you, overtime, and you lose by one in the conference championship is pretty high pressure situation. Mm-hmm. So it, it was cool to see um, our kids competing at that level. And coach, this isn't necessarily about Hendricks. It's more the sport in general. And I asked Sandy about this last week, so I want your perspective. What has happened to the mid range shot? I feel like it's the math of, people got to it. No, I, uh, I mean it, there is some analytics. Some, there, analytics the buzzword of everything. Kind of gone into that. Um, you know, when you have kids that, if you have space on the floor, right in your fours and your fives, your you know forward, your center can step out and shoot it from there. You know, it's nice that they can make them, but it's also nice to draw out then the other bigs, and so there's more driving lanes, there's more space. Um, I think at, at some of the highest levels, right, the NBA level, even the Division One, and some of our you know men's levels, the the three pointer has really really taken over. But there's still space for back to the basket. I mean, you know, I, I we mentioned Sarah Dislin for me, Player of the Year. She never, I don't think she ever made a three. She might have shot one, but you you can still be pretty successful and and doing some some uh, some heavy work and some heavy lifting down on the block down there too. But um, I guess three is more than two. Well, that's good news for you because you've got some girls who can buy. I do. We, did. we shot it well um, this year, and, and some of it out of necessity. But uh, yeah, I do have some young some young guards that, that made made a handful of them in stretches and, and some in bunches. So, yeah, nice. all right, it's time to switch gears a little bit. We got we got we got to ask Coach Give me some good stuff. here. So you've been in Conway a while. So, oh no. So what are your what are your top places restaurants in oh, Conway? There's, there's a lot of them. Mine or my kids? Because right now, yeah, <laughs> like, we gotta go here. Let's go kids first. Kids first. Anywhere that has games. Oh yeah. Anywhere yeah. that they can spend my money on a claw machine or something like that. Yep. Old Chicago. I got engaged at Old Chicago, so that's that has a little <laughs> well, stuff, oh, okay. stuff there. Um, at, they, at this Old this Chicago. Old Chicago okay. Before they before they renovated. Um, so uh, they, my son likes going to there. Um, any any place. Larry's Pizza is popular for him mm. because they have like a full kids game room in there. Um, I really like Fat Daddy's. That's probably if I could pick a place for me. Uh, nice TV in there, watch a game, and eat some barbecue for a for a pretty nice price too, which is which is good. It is good. Price. I like the Southern barbecue. I was that was a big thing for me to move. I was like, man, I, I like barbecue already, and now I'm down here. <laughs> this is good to go. So, uh, my wife's favorite place is Pasta Grill. She likes to eat over there at Pasta Grill. Good call. Pretty good, good steak call. there. A couple of different options. There's a lot of places to eat. Um, there's there's a there's a whole bunch, but uh, yeah, we we like those. Um, I haven't been to Walk Ons, a new place over there at all. Done that. It's good. I've been there. A handful couple of good times. Mexican restaurants. Um, we eat at Serrano's because that's closer to our house over there. Uh, Cactus Jack's another one that's close by. There's there's so many though. There's so many of them. There are coach and uh, that you brought up Mexican food and we have a long standing feud on the show. Uh, I'm just glad you didn't food. say one. But anyway, hey, one one place I'm going to put my favorite Mexican food place in Conway just changed. Okay. I forgot about this place. So it used to be Don Pepe's. Yeah. And, but now. Yeah, I think it's going to be this one. Uh, Taqueria, uh, and I'll probably say that wrong. Is that how you You're say clo- it? I mean, what's the second part? I mean, uh, Gonzalez. Yeah, uh, okay. yeah. It's, it's over there on Dave Ward. It's a little okay. taco place. Yeah. Oh, is it it's, the van? Like, no, it's not the van. Okay. 
It's not a van down by the river. It's it's it is actually a, a, a building. It's right there, kind of by Axiom, and it's it's just a little taco shop. Okay. But it was, I mean, it was it's it's really good. So I can't pronounce anything, but they serve a little bit of everything. Coach, you hit on a lot of their favorites. I think uh, yeah. Coach Buck would throw Mike's place. In Mike's, there. Place Mike's, good. Good. Mike's place is is a good one there too. A lot of a lot of options in that place, and uh, so. There's there is a no no shortage of good places to eat in Conway. It's a, it's a nice town. But when we talked with Coach McCracken and Coach Buck, I think Bob's is one that always comes up. It's just being the breakfast spot. Coach McCracken has a tradition. You know, I've never eaten anything but breakfast at Bob's. I don't. I can't say that I have either. I think that's the only thing I've ever had. Bright and early breakfast usually yep. in there. Yep. So Coach McCracken has a tradition on game day. He goes to Bob's. Do you have any rituals of sorts? Or? Uh, yeah, but usually nothing that's major like that. It's more small stuff that okay. you just kind of, if it, if it gets off kilter, then it's in your head. So whatever you can do to keep your head clear. Um, but I, I like to kind of get myself in the zone a little bit before I even go address the team. Um, not necessarily anything in the way of, specific stuff that I eat. Maybe more as a player, I'd make sure I had the same thing over and over and over. But I do like to kind of keep the routine the same. Timing-wise is pretty important to me. When I start to get ready, when I start to go through the play sheet and stuff in my office, when we meet as a team, like just being regimented in that regard is kind of my superstition, so to speak. We talked with you about this before the show, and Coach McCracken put it really well last time he was on the podcast. He said that maybe the best restaurant, bang for your buck in Conway, is the uh, cafeteria over uh, the here. Calf's fantastic. So. The calf is it's ready for you as soon as you get there and you don't have to clean it up and it's a, and it tastes great. That's exactly uh, right. Yeah. It's a, no, so I eat over there quite a bit. I don't have any money left on my card. I've used it all already for the semester. Um, it, it's it's fantastic. People that work there are great too. All right, what's your top three go tos in the cafeteria? Top three go tos in the calf. Make not you, not theme day. If you if you can get to the sandwich line with only two or three people, yeah, I then agree. I'm making yeah. a sandwich as soon as you walk that's in. Veteran call. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. they take the time and make it right for you. So they if do. that's low, I'm going right there. Um, I'll tell you what the burger day, which I've gotten into yeah. more now. If you can get if you can get one of those pretty quickly, then that's another go to. Um, non theme day. What else do I like to eat in there? That's a, I don't know what number three is. Those are my those are my bet. What do you guys like? What's the I, my number one now is the ancho grilled sirloin. They got a, a steak yeah. that's when they bring in the uh, the truck. Oh, they, they had uh, carnitas or something the other day. That was pretty awesome. Carnitas oh, was always a good. Day. That was a good day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think my number two now is probably. I mean, the parmesan chicken the other day was was on point. Mm-hmm. It was really good. So, they do a good job of that. Well, theme days, too, Coach. You mentioned. Theme days so, what's good. your favorite theme day? Favorite theme day. Ice cream Sunday, Thursday, when I have my kids with Sunday, me. Sunday, Thursday, it's, with go, kids it's go time go then. It's go time then. It's go, to, uh, it's go time then, and then hopefully you get them back to mom. Yeah. <laughs> it's go time then, and then it's really go time when the sugar kicks in, and they're ready to rock and roll. Oh, man, that, that's a tough call to figure out which one I would say is my favorite theme day. Luau last week was pretty dang good. It was good. good. Um, what else have they had? I, I've been over for a couple of different ones this year. You were at the at chocolate the bar- day. Yeah, I did. Uh, I didn't do chocolate day this year. Um, what else did they? Yeah, I, the, the barbecue. Barbecue. Day. Yeah, I mean, I, I mentioned I'm a barbecue. That's guy. one I that wish they had brought back. 
that that was their best day I've ever had, and they haven't brought it back in what four years, three before my yeah. time, yeah, before your time. So. I think that's what put us at the number one. Yeah, we did it. We went to number one. Now we got complacent. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I think we're gonna have to get Let's back get a, in there get and get that barbecue. Day. Italian Day is pretty popular. I think. Italian Day is good. Italian Day is good. The they do a good job with the fried raviolis. Mm-hmm. Everything so. there is good. Yeah. Yeah, we do have a good cafeteria. I'm just glad you didn't go with the current answer and say salad. Bar. Oh, that was salad, salad bar. Yeah. Now that he's not here, that was bad. <laughs> he's just healthier. What yeah, a buzzkill. He is. I mean, he just. I mean, you just just you try to eat too healthy. Desserts? Do you have any of those? Uh, you know what? I am less of a chocolate like and ice cream and cake guy. <laughs> I I'm more of a sour candy snacking kind of guy. So like those long bus rides in the SAA, I usually have something in the backpack that I. Can get to. <laughs> um, but I do like some ice cream. It just it doesn't even have to be Sunday Thursday. So my favorite flavor. flavor. Favorite flavor of ice cream in the calf. Just favorite in general. Flavor. Well, I probably say strawberry. Good call. Yep. Good call. No, you were. We were texting about this last semester. I think you would come around on German chocolate or German Dutch chocolate's chocolate? probably my. I like okay. Dutch they, chocolate. It's hard to pick. German chocolate's probably my favorite. Mint chocolate so. chip, always refreshing. Butter pecan, black raspberry is kind of like a, a, a delicacy. It's not bad. Interesting. Interesting. We might have to turn them on the Woo Pig Chewy, Jake. Woo Pig Chewy is hard to beat. Punting from Yarnells. <laughs> Ice cream with the Razorbacks, anyway. Ice cream with the Razorbacks. <laughs> Are you ready for the top Nothing five? this year. <laughs> Let's go for it, Jack. So, right. Jack does have a list this week, Coach Buck. So, I don't – he did have oh. an impromptu one last week. He had top five yep. plants. Top five plants. Which I think that Coach Poison Ivy. What the hell did I do it last plants. week? <laughs> top five plants. Poison Ivy. <laughs> <laughs> but this week I have top five non-traditional cheeseburger toppings. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. it that cannot be lettuce, tomatoes, mm. pickles, or bacon. Or onions? It, uh, the thing is, if well, it, are you, uh, it can't be a raw uh, onion. It has to be a certain, oh, it can, oh, oh, like okay. a crispy or a caramelized. Okay, whatever. Like, uh, oh, like, crispy onion. Like fried, you know? Oh, okay, fried onion, I got you. Like onion strings. Yeah, exactly. All right, All right so number five, mushrooms. Maybe because I'm a plant guy. I really like sautéed mushrooms. Wait wait a second. That's fungus. <laughs> wait, you said you like I really do like mushrooms. Okay. That's, that's number five. Number four is guacamole. Really like that. Number three is salsa, but it could be pico. I know you're a fan of that. I am a fan of that. That would be on my number one. Number two is cheese dip. It's a cheeseburger. <laughs> cheese dip on a... Yeah, it's really good. Number one's caramelized onions. Cheese that's, dip. That's, uh, that, uh, you know what? You know what? We celebrate on March the second. Queso, queso. We celebrate that's what queso. They call queso. So I asked a lot of other people what they like. So here are the honorable mentions: a fried egg. Jalapeno- that's, a, that's a big Arkansas thing, I think. Jalapenos. And we're getting off the board on these pizza. What? What? <laughs> yeah. That's what is this Nate Hoda? This came from the football table. They said pizza. Gosh. It was Hunter Lawrence. Pizza oh, on a well. burger. <laughs> uh, mac and cheese. Interesting. Coleslaw. And from your first kicker at Hendricks, Steve Crenshaw, black olives. <laughs> is, that's worse than cheese dip. That is worse than cheese dip. I, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with, num, I don't know what order here, but okay. I'm going to go with, num, my number one is Pico de Gallo. So again, March second. Thank you, Pico de Gallo. Uh, Pico de Gallo. I'm gonna go with pimento cheese. Ooh, it's pretty good. Gotta try it. Uh, Big Orange has that. I think sometimes. That's good. Yep. Uh, those uh, jalapenos. I like grilled jalapenos. 
Okay. I like I like I, I don't I like pickled jalapenos. I like grilled jalapenos. Raw jalapenos, not so much. Uh, but grilled, they, they, it just it, it has a it sets it off. And then I think that's 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 about it, you know, because I like all the other stuff, but not black olive kicker, Steve. Come on, man. <laughs> Jack, I think uh, with you listing some of the picks from the football team, I think you may have just earned them a couple more sprints after practice or have something. To burn or, off all those calories. Uh, yeah, pizza on top of your burger. If if Hodap would have picked it, it would have been chicken rings <laughs> on top of a hamburger. So, Coach, what about you? Can you think whatever any? works though? What are we missing? Put some barbecue on there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Burger. You know, barbecue on a burger is pretty mm-hmm. good. Like, especially like so- like uh, barbecued sausage on the hamburger. Ooh, wow. I've had that before. That's pretty good. It's got to be good sausage, though. You grow up in Maryland, you can put crab meat on anything. Yep. That's true. Wow. That's true. I mean, like, that is one benefit of Maryland. <laughs> you get some good crab. I mean, oh, yeah. You get seafood. I miss that. I miss that. I've had some flown in here before. So when were you introduced to barbecue, though? Uh, you know what? There's good places in Maryland, but it's just, it's just different barbecue here. There's barbecue everywhere. Yeah, I, mean, like, huh, barbecue uh, I think it was probably my very first <laughs> trip out here to interview for the men's assistant job. Uh, whole hog. Went to, I was taking a whole hog. The place is good, too. That's, I mean, you can't really mess it up, and not in the South. You can't mess it up here. I like whole hog. Whole hog has gone above fat daddies to me. Has it? Uh, because. That, uh, one, just, thing. one thing. One thing. One thing. Because. They now have pickles and onions that you can get, and that is how barbecue is supposed to there be served. There you go. And barbecue and fish should be served with pickles and onions, and they got pico de gallo there too. Oh, it's pico de gallo. Hitting the Texas. So, right. I mean, the they, yeah. I mean, they're like, yeah. They. When they, my they get my you. dad has come in to visit me a handful of times, he's like for a weekend to see a couple of games or whatever. He has literally stopped and bought bulk from Whole Hog and brought it back to my house when he stays with us. Fry up like the sausage in the morning or something mm-hmm. like that. So it got some fans from the East Coast, that's for sure. We yeah. got to send him to our unofficial sponsor. Yeah, Hog Pen is the number Hog one. Hog Pen's pretty good. The hours are always kind of goofy, are they yeah. not? Yeah. Thursday, good. Friday, and Saturday. I have, I have a few uh, parents of girls in our program that are were sold on Hendrix as soon as they stopped at Hog Pen. Yeah. Now, Hog Pen is my number one, but like you can't just go there every week. So, like, like it's number one on Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Right, right. The rest of the week, I, I, I think I put Whole Hog before that. But, but Fat Daddy's is good too. I just got a little mad at Fat Daddy's because they said you get a discount for being from Hendricks or whatever, and then they didn't honor that. So, Did I was they like, like Kids you're mad there on Monday, so that's, that's a, oh, a yeah. good place to be on a Monday hey, when you have hey, two young ones. About to have some kids. <laughs> <laughs> and just eat their food. <laughs> And in the off-season, they have good drink specials. Yeah, they sure do. But, Coach, you didn't mean well, – we both said one thing simultaneously. I thought we were on the same page. I thought you liked Whole Hog because of the burn-ins. Oh, they do have burn-ins there now, too. So, oh, the other thing that they do, like on Tuesdays, I saw this on the chart and I had it the other day, were, were their chicken wings. Their chicken wings are really good because they're, they're barbecued and they're smoked and they're, they're good. Try those. Um, uh, but it's not as good as twice cooked chicken at, 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 at hog pen, but they're really good chicken wings. So what would you grow up on, Coach? In terms of food, yes. uh, anything that was left. I'm one of six. Whatever oh, you can get your hands on. <laughs> <laughs> Cereal for dinner. Uh, he, no. said, he said when the lights went miss, out, somebody got a fork in their hand. I seafood in, in, uh, in the Maryland area. Um, that's my favorite thing would be steamed, steamed crabs, but that's more of a you know specialty. You're not eating that every single day. When it, again, a big family, it's kind of we probably probably could tell you what we had just about every day of the week. You'd go pasta one day, we maybe have fish one day, 
Um, you might go burgers and then uh, like some grilled chicken or something like that. Nothing that was super crazy, super special, but uh, it was yeah. Food is food is good in Maryland. It is. But he's in the South now. He's home. We got barbecue. Found my food home. <laughs> <laughs> we do. We at least have catfish. We do I have really catfish. Like catfish. Catfish is good. Do you get you guys do catfish in Texas, right? Yes. I'm just making sure. I didn't know if you were talking about Arkansas being catfish capital. I, I don't know where the catfish capital is. Okay. I know where the duck capital is. Stuttgart, Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. I'm not. I, however, uh, we shot a lot of ducks when I was growing up in Texas. I'm just saying <laughs> that the ducks don't ducks don't care whether it's Texas or Arkansas. However, there's a lot more rice here in this part than where I grew up. South Texas, a little bit different. But that's more geese hunting down there. Mm-hmm. That's about it, isn't it? That's about mm-hmm. that's about what it is. Mm-hmm. So, I'm just waiting on you to wrap this up. Well, I think we are done. I was just making sure we were done because this is. I think we set a record for the longest podcast. We're, at a, we're, we're not. No, close. no. I think we're right at it. Okay. I thought, well, I think we're right at it. Oh man, we could have more dead space like we just. No, had. we might. <laughs> I don't know. We we might be there. Well, uh, it was a lot of fun, Coach. Yeah, thanks, thanks, guys. Thanks. I really appreciate you having me on. Uh, it, was, it was a blast. You guys do a great job. Awesome. I'm going to leave it with one question to pre- to prelude to next week. Do you want us to answer this or leave it? We're going to leave it. Okay. So, in baseball or softball, so let's just let's say you're pitching. All right? You pitch five innings. You're winning 1-0. You have enough innings to get the decision. You then go – a backup pit or the relief pitcher comes in, but you're playing the field, so you go to left field. It's one zero in the last inning, and there's two men on or women, ever which sport, and then they put you back in to 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 start to to finish the game as the pitcher. So, because you can do that if you're if you've never mm-hmm. if you the starting pitcher can come back in. So anyway, and you haven't left the ball game either. So. You get you get your two outs or three outs, however what it takes to win the game. Do you get the win and the save, or do you just get a win? Got to save it to next week, Sandy. 